necessary. Maybe it was super necessary. You know what a hustle is, Because all Los Angeles waited for, for this. Hey, ¿qué pasó, familia? Welcome to the first episode of La Boca de Leon podcast, Cuban Sports. It's not always going to be Cuban Sports, but a good portion of it's going to be. Why? Soy cubano. I want to give some love to my gente. So right away, we're going to get into it. Was at UFC 241 yesterday. Yoel Romero upset loss. Thought he won the first and the third round. They gave the fight to Costa. Outside of my compadre Paul. And uh, Dana White. Pretty much everybody else. On Twitter, on Instagram. Had Romero winning the fight. It's a really tough loss. Because at 40. Where does it put Yoel now? It's a step back. Now he's a little farther again from getting the title where he was ranked number two. See how far he's going to drop. For me, the only fight that I see for Yoel right now that makes any sense, Kevin Gastelum. That would be a great, great fight. I think Gastelum's ranked third and Yoel gets a shot to put himself in line again. He's got a small window. The one thing I will say about Yoel, the guy's a freak of nature. The guy's in great shape. Um, probably fight of the year right now. A lot of people are saying that card was stacked. Loved it. Uh, Nate Diaz, what a great, great win for him. Um, and and if you watch Miocic against Cormier, I was telling my son right before Cormier got knocked out, that Miocic was going to have to go for broke in the fifth round. Forget about it. He did it in the fourth. Knocked him out. What a great card. Dana White, I tip my hat to you, man. Because this is my second UFC event. My other one was in Vegas. My first one, the Masvidal knockout. Which brings me to the point now that you got Nate Diaz calling out Jorge Masvidal. I think that's a great thing for both guys. Dana, make this fight. Why? Because these two warriors deserve this payday. They're really good. They're good for the sport. They put asses in the seats. And right now, you're not going to find anyone hot, hotter than Masvidal. Or you're going to find anyone hot, hotter than um, Nate Diaz. This is good for the sport. Hey, like Chris Rock said, alrighty, you don't really have to sell crack. Crack sells itself. This fight sells itself. You don't have to do anything. Put the name Masvidal there. Put the name Nate Diaz there. We're getting a gift from the MMA gods. So I hope that this fight happens. Uh, it should. And if it does, man, coño su madre, is it going to be good? So we're going to go on now. wanted to talk a little bit about the parallels of two guys right now that are doing great things in combat sports. Obviously, Gamebred Jorge Masvidal, he had two really tough losses. His losses to Damian Maya, Stevie Wonderboy Thompson, nothing to be ashamed of. Those were great, great guys. Comes back with the win over Till in London. And then goes ahead and comes back, and we all know what he did to Ben Askren. That may be the greatest knockout in the history of the UFC. The parallels are a couple of losses, couple of wins. This guy's right back in it. Same thing with my man, Jordanis Ugas. Bad losses. I went to one of them. 2014, the Stavern Ariola um, undercard here at the Galen Center. Hey, man, 
I saw Ugas lose, and I go, where does this guy go from here? I want to say it was his third loss at the time, but all of a sudden, man, this guy is fighting for the title after a couple of big wins, faces Sean Porter in a fight where I believe he got robbed, and this is the reason why. Jack Reese, who is an outstanding ref, did not call that knockdown, which would have given the fight to Ugas. He didn't call it. It is what it is. Loved Ugas' attitude, didn't complain, came back, won a great, great fight against an undefeated former champion, and now is the number one guy again. Here's the big problem, man. You got Earl Spence that's going to fight Sean Porter. I think Earl Spence is going to make easy work of him. Like I've said all along, anybody that's followed me on Twitter knows that I think that Earl Spence is the best guy in the sport. Now, with saying that, with saying that, if Rose Spence wins, he's going to win the WBC title, which Ugas is the mandatory for. If he decides to fight Jordanis Ugas, it's a tough fight. It's a really tough fight because Earl Spence, I believe, is the best guy in the sport. But like Herb Brooks, the coach of the USA hockey team, said when they beat the Soviets, hey, from great moments are born from great opportunity. Jordanis Ugas would get a shot at probably the number one guy that's pound for pound and a shot at a unified title. That's not so bad for a guy that a couple of years ago, ya no pensaban que iba a ser nada. Y el hombre está ahí, okay? Y tiene la oportunidad to win a world title again. If for some reason Earl Spence wanted to fight somebody else, relinquish the title, not unify it, that would make Jordanis the number one and he'd have a chance to fight for the fight. For the title, excuse me. So one of those things can happen, but I tip my hat to both of my fellow Cubanos. They had had a couple of tough losses. All of a sudden, both guys are lined up for huge, huge fights. So one of the reasons I wanted to start this is no es todo pelota y boxeo, mi gente. Hay otros deportes que podemos dar nuestro apoyo cada sábado, cada domingo. A reason to get fired up. For me, this Saturday, you got El Hijo del Alcalde, Manny Diaz, taking over the helm over at the U. I'm excited. Why? Because he brings a lot of swag. Everywhere he's been, Mississippi State, um, Northern uh, Tennessee State, or Middle Tennessee State, excuse me, the guy's been real good outside of Texas where it didn't go well when he was with Mac Brown. Outside of that, the guy's done a really good job and defenses get better under him. They're going in to the swamp in Gainesville to play the number eight Florida Gators. That is a huge, huge game. If Miami can go in there and land the sort of piñazo that you have to land when you're playing an in-state rival that happens to be number eight in the country and you can beat them, that'd be a hell of a start. In the Manny Diaz era. One of the things that Manny Diaz. He can flat out coach. I think he was able to shore up. With he, uh, the offensive side of the football. With some of the coaching uh, coaches that he got. But I will say this. The one thing about Manny Diaz. He's going to have to really really. Be able to recruit in South Florida. We obviously know. He's got to keep all the guys from Liberty City. He's got to keep all the guys from Overtown. And then he's got to keep most of South Florida. If he does that. Manny Diaz is going to do great, and as a Cubano, I'm going to be fired up 
to watch the U on Saturdays. So look out for that week one of college football. The second guy I want to talk about and exactly why I wanted to start a podcast like this, Mario Cristobal over at Oregon. He's going to do great things this year. They start off as the 13th ranked team in the country. They're playing over at Jerry's World at AT AT&T against an SEC team in the Auburn Tigers. Those are games you have to schedule. I'm happy Oregon didn't. I'm happy it's not the Citadel or something like that to start off the season with. You win a game like that, it's great for recruiting. And one of the things about Mario Cristobal that not everybody knows about, this guy was a 2015 recruiter of the year when he was at Alabama. And this guy has a lot of ties to great coaches that have won national titles. He played under Jimmy Johnson when they won a national championship. He played under Dennis Erickson when they won a national championship. He understands the landscape of what is ACC football, which is important. Why? Because it was the old Big East. And that's when Miami was there, so he gets it. He was also under Saban and did a great job there in the SEC recruiting. So he understands the landscape there. When you have a coach like that, that can recruit like that, and then they land arguably the best guy that I got to see play here out of Oaks Christian, go to Oregon, Kayvon Thibodeau, he's doing things right. If you can get those sorts of play, those sort of players over to Oregon, Oye, Dios mío, prepárate because Oregon football is going to be on the map. So we're looking forward to that. That should be really good. That's the next week, I believe, the 31st. Also want to talk about, uh, we we had a a, a bump. We, we had a bump in the road with uh, Robesi Ramirez, probably the most decorated Cuban fighter outside of Savon, of Teofilo, Teofilo Stevenson. Uh, came in with all this fanfare, two-time gold medalist, loses his first fight. Um, I don't think there's any shame in losing your first fight. Uh, it happened to Bernard Hopkins. It happened to Marquez. Uh, so some great, great boxers, and we're talking Hall of Famers, have gone through that and have been able to right the ship and make it happen. Um, he looked really bad that day. One thing that I want to tell everybody too, I'm here to support all my Cubanos. But I'm not going to be an excuse maker. Se miró mal el hombre. Se olvidó de tirar el jab. Cosas que eran fundamental para un boxeador. No lo hizo. And and as much as people were harping, uh, I saw on Twitter about the trainer and stuff. uh, I get it. I get it. And I think it's easy when you have that sort of guy that's that good and that talented. Hey, well, it's got to be the trainer, man. But he also did things that like a guy that's been fighting as long as he has. He just wasn't doing. Uh, and part of it to me, I think, is the coming over here, the maybe, you know, everything's so new, uh, maybe not taking things as serious. You know, hey, I'm a two-time gold medalist, you know. Pero hay una diferencia entre el boxeo amateo eh, y el profesional. Like the Cubans always say, we like to say, una cosa es con guitarra y una cosa es con violín. So if they want to make a, uh, a change with the trainer, hey, I get it. I get it. This guy's a prized possession for top rank. Robesi Ramirez is good. He's a really good fighter, but he looked really bad the other day. Personally, I'm a guy who loves Ismael Salas. I think that guy, if you want a Cuban trainer, that's the guy you want to get. And if not, you want to get Pedro Diaz from Mundo Boxing. 
those two guys I think will make him better. Uh, I think also because they have a lot of clout because they have champions. This guy's not going to be able to do what he wants. He's going to have to put in the work. And that's just how I see it right now. I hope he does well. But, hey, vas a tener que trabajar. Because professional boxing is just different. So, anyways, one of the things I started thinking about when I was doing this podcast was I started thinking about the World Baseball Classic and I started thinking about Cuba's showings in the last uh, Baseball Classic. I think part of the reason, obviously, is I think the best players are over here now. They're not in Cuba anymore. And it started, you know, it started making me think a little bit about, hey, man, how about if we had a team that was made up of MLB players that was representing Cuba? I get it. Ideally, I would love for us to have a unified team. Los que están en la isla, los que están aquí, tener un equipo y a ver qué pasa. Obviously, I don't think uh, the politics are going to let that happen. But I'm not saying Cuba not participate. Bring the team from the island. But let's have a team from the guys that are here, que son cubano, and want to participate in this. Our country is the only one where our players can't go back and play for their country. Si eres venezolano, tú puedes jugar allá. Si eres puertorriqueño, tú puedes jugar allá. Si de, de donde sea, lo único que no pueden... Somos nosotros. So I would love to see that. I would love to see a team with Puig, with Chapman, with Abreu. Would you like to see Jordan Alvarez? Damn, I would. Would you like to see Jorge Soler? I would. Guriel. And the list goes on and on. I would love to see that team. The guys wearing Cuban uniforms and representing La Gente Cubana. That would be fun. Hey, I already got my manager for the team too. It would be Freddy Gonzalez, the former manager of the Braves. That's now the coach with the uh, with the Marlins. Uh, I'll tell you why. También jugamos una pelota que es antigua a veces. When you watch Cuba play a lot of times, we're not butting the ball. We're not, you know, putting on el corre y pegue. We're not doing any of that. Freddy Gonzalez is a guy who managed in the majors. Knows what it is to manage major league guys. I would love to see it. Es cubano. It would be beautiful. So let me give me your thoughts. Hey, maybe you think it's a crazy thing. Maybe it's something that should never happen. I thought I'd throw it out there because I thought it was fun as hell to talk about. So just think about it. World Baseball Classic. Tell me what you think. Uh, I would love to see it because I'd love to see those guys in a Cuban uniform. I got to see Chapman in a Cuban uniform a while back. Uh, I'd love to see all of those guys. And again, oye. Qué bonito fuera si pudiéramos tener un equipo de vuelta con los de la isla, de los que están aquí juntos. Pero seriamente lo dudo que va a pasar. So anyways, want to talk a little bit now about something sad. Uh, we lost a great iconic Cuban legend this uh, week in José Mantequilla, Nápoles. Jose uh, Mantequianopoulos, who won the title when he beat Curtis Cox, uh, I believe in 69. Um, he, I think, had like 20 wins in a row. Seven of them were defenses uh, that he had in a row. Um, he was just one of the greatest welterweights of all time. Then he made the move to fight the very dominant, the probably the best middleweight of his era, maybe ever in Carlos Monzon. And remember, back in the day, there was no super welter, junior middle. He went up to 10 pounds. He went and fought Monzon. 
lost that fight, lost it pretty badly. And I think a lot of people you talk to think, ahí es donde se le acabó la carrera a Mantequilla. He went back down and won the welterweight title again. And he had two epic battles with Armando Muniz. I got to meet Armando Muniz at a fight. And uh, I, I believe it was at uh, one of the Santa Cruz fight against Abner Mares. And I saw him. And this is how good Muniz was. I took a picture with them. I said, can I take a picture with you, sir? I thank you for being a rival because for you to be a great fighter, for Mantequilla to be a great fighter, he also needed great rivals. And in that era, you had Little Red Lopez and you had, you know, Armando Muniz. And uh, I thanked him for that because Mantequilla couldn't have been who he was without Armando Muniz. And I came home and I put up on Twitter, I took a picture with former world champion Armando Muniz. And I want to say it was my buddies from uh, Cheap Seats Boxing. Great guys. This is the reason why I do the show. My tip my hat to you guys, Cheap Seats. You know, I love you guys. Angelo, what is up? Um, you know, and he said, hey, man, he, Armando Muniz was never a world champion. And that's how good the fights were. He wasn't. He just always fought for these titles, it seemed, or was in great fights. And so I wanted to take the moment to recognize that great champions like Mantequilla also needed great rivals like Armando Muñiz. Um, it's sad. Uh, some My buddy Gerardo uh, Granados, great boxing guy, you should follow him on Twitter, uh, said that all his uncles would tell him that he was Cuban but he always felt Mantequilla was from Mexico. And I replied to him, as most Cubans that live in exile, we have two countries. We have our Cuba that we love, but we also have the country that took us in that we love. And I think in this day and age, very important to, to recognize that. Uh, one thing I did forget, uh, quiero felicitar a Yaciel Puig, se hizo ciudadano americano. I think that's awesome. He became a U.S. Uh, US citizen. Um, I tip my hat to Yaciel. Um, did a lot of great things here in Los Angeles, where I'm from. So, Yaciel, te felicito y te deseo lo mejor siempre. Uh, my son and I got to see him play at Rancho Cucamonga when he had just come over. And it looked like a guy that was using a fake birth certificate when he was stealing the bases and hitting home runs. And uh, it was a treat to watch. Forgot to throw that in in my baseball portion, so I just wanted to make that. Uh, wanted to make sure that I did that. Um, Mantequilla Napolis was taken in by the Mexican people. Uh, my wife is Mexican. Uh, my kids have Mexican blood. Um, all my friends, pretty much, outside of Jose Casagran, my one Cuban friend, uh, are all Mexican, my best man, my compadre is my son's godfather, um, so I have a lot of love for the Mexican people, uh, I put up the picture, the most iconic picture, I think, of Mantequilla Napoles, when he has the Mexican sombrero on, in the F, um, uh, he started doing that after a while, I think he did it too when he won the title, and they fought here at the forum in 69, uh, because the Mexican public loved him and took him in, and uh, quiero darle gracias al público mexicano, por querer a nuestro ídolo como nosotros lo queremos. Y, y le doy muchas gracias. Um, that's pretty much today's podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody. If you're ever in Portland, Mario Cristobal, if you're ever out there um, 
recru uh, recruiting El Cubo de Cuba. Great Cuban food. The guy is great over there. Go see him, man. Um, I want to send a shout out right now. Ray Collazo, my buddy that got me into this. Uh, Cheap Seats Boxing, the inspiration for this. Angelo, we love you. If you guys have any um, any suggestions, anything, uh, our email is going to be on the YouTube channel. You can email us the stuff. Um, and uh, hopefully this is something you're going to like, man. I like doing it. I like covering our Cuban gente. And uh, trust me, Manny Diaz, if you're watching, El Sábado, I'll be getting some medianoches and some croquetas ready. For that uh, kickoff against the Florida Gators. Imario Cristobal, ya sabes. For you, it's going to be con gris, plátano, and some bistem panizado. Mi gente, mi refrán del día es, si quieres comer pescado, te tienes que mojar el culo. Peace, familia. We'll see you next in two weeks. Peace.